there is still, um, I don't want to give that person a piece of business, right? Or I, it's still mine or, you know, like what's in it for me. I think, I think it's becoming less and less a thing, but there's still just like, eh, I don't want to do that. I, if I'm going to waste the time even to have that first phone conversation, I'm going to get the commission for it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a big time struggle for me. We have a few agents who are true producers. All they do is sell. And we have a lot of staff members that are tr traditional CSR, account executive, whatever you want to call that. And so client of producer A calls in and says, hey, I, I just bought a boat. I need help with that. Well, the, the CSR on the phone can take care of that. They know something about boats, and they know who we write them to, and we've got a little bit of a process in the agency. Well, who gets credit for that? And they have conversations around that a lot of times. Um, I think that's frustrating. And so if, if everybody doesn't feel like it's a team effort or they're getting most taken care of, then you run into issues of... So being the leader of the agency, what have you found effective to kind of um, foster that feeling? Um, a lot of your listeners probably have done, spent a lot of time networking, and BNI is a popular networking outlet. They have a say in giver's game, um, and if your focus is on making sure the customer's taken care of, you're giving referrals to the right places, you'll get plenty in return. Um, for the most part, just always do what's right. And um, my mom told me when I first got in this business, you, a couple things. You'll never spend all the money you make if all you ever do is take care of people. And you can never sell enough insurance in this business by yourself. You have to have people that refer you business. Was your mom in insurance? She was a life insurance agent. That's all she ever did. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Um, she's, she's good at it. She's still good at it, but uh, we don't do anything together. Um, she just Is that weird? Life. Is that weird? I don't know. Well, maybe it's weird. Um, Sounds like you like your mom. I love my mother, but it's kind of like, you know, I love my wife as well, but I don't think I could work with my wife. Yeah, I understand that. Um, I, you know, whatever it might be, I just... Was there, does she own her agency, or is it just like she's like one of those pop-up, like one life nah, person? She like... was a career life insurance with AIG, and, okay. and AIG's a good company, and she had a good career. She retired uh, when my youngest child was um, one, and she spent a lot of time with my... Um, three children, but occasionally people call her and still say, hey, I want you to help me with such and such, and this term conversion or estate planning or whatever. And so she'll still go and do it, but she's not actively prospecting for customers anymore. Just getting phone calls. Yeah. Huh. So I guess, yeah, there was no agency to join or anything, so it was just like... No, I was, uh, she got me into the career side, career life side, and I did that for a couple years, and I was young, we were, me and my business partner, 24, 26 years old, and our buddies didn't want to talk to us about life insurance. Yeah. So, so we, uh, we opened up an auto insurance agency. Logical next step. It, it made sense at the time. I, I probably, I think life insurance is the most valuable product we sell as agencies, but um, my personality, going back to what you said earlier, is. A life insurance sale a lot of times is a true sale. I mean, you're having sometimes, unfortunately, to convince people that's what they need to do. And yeah. um, that's just not who I am all the time. If you want to take my advice and listen to my opinion and do exactly what I say, I'm great. But if I need to convince you. That, that drives me nuts, right? Like about life insurance or just, in, you know, whether it's convincing in all lines of insurance, but it's like, man, like you seem like a decent human being. Like, how do you not understand this like concept that 
I know you don't want to die or don't think you're going to die, yeah. but like, what if you did? Like, just what if you did? Like, 40 bucks a month? Like, like that's not, I just, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. It, insurance is just math at its simplest form, yeah. and that's what I always look at sometimes. Yeah. And like, dude, can't you just do the dang math? Yeah. Like, I mean, for $40 a month, yeah. we can make sure your kids, they'll be okay if something happens. Like, yeah. let's at least get them educated yeah. or, or fed. But it's a hard conversation. Yeah, I and mean, that's the one thing I always didn't like about life insurance because it always did come back to just such a heavy handed. It's like, hey, go watch Breaking Bad all six seasons, and then you come talk to me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to sell meth or you want to <laughs> exactly. you buy some life insurance? How do you want to get there? How do you want to achieve the end result? Yeah. Here's an easy way, yeah. or you can choose a hard way. Um, you find the customer that understands it and values you for it and comes to you and says, hey, I want to have a life insurance conversation, and that's a layup of a sale, and that's fun, that's awesome, but how many of those people are out there? Yeah, because at the same time, you know, I mean, you could say, you know, duty or whatever, responsibility. I mean, if it is a friend or something, I mean, like, just like, hey, dude, like, wake up to, like, you know, being a little more aggressive with it, you know, I was like, hey, listen, man, like, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong sort of thing but you know if I'm you know being aggressive I don't know I just feel like there is room for it it's just like you said it's just such a different sale the the products that are forced upon our customers via regulation you know I think some yeah. people would buy auto insurance just because I think yeah. hopefully a lot of people would buy home insurance just because but you know not everybody does yeah and uh those that becomes a service okay i've got to deal with somebody on auto insurance or home insurance or work comp or whatever it is do i like the guy i'm dealing with would i rather do it virtually i mean i think there's there's the direct channel is going to continue to do well because some people they would rather just not talk to a person and key their stuff in and that's okay doesn't bother me a bit that some people yeah. want to do that some people are going to want an agent to deal with. That's okay too. But that it's all about service at that point in time. Do they answer the phone when I want them to, or are they nice to me? Do they smile? Do they have the tools I want to have? Whatever it might be, everybody's got a different button. You know, and we always say it's a service business. They like give good service, and I think some of us are good at service, but I think a lot of us are better at the risk management part. Oh. A whole lot more of us are better. And we like to think we're a service business. We're not. We're, 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 we're not. Um, that's. I mentioned to you earlier. You know, I love this business. I love what it's done for my family. I love the career. But every day, I get frustrated by some of the service mishaps our our staff makes. Um, I guess internally, I'm kidding myself. We're not a very good service place. I mean, compared to your ability to manage risk, right? You know. Yeah. Yes. Com yeah. Compared to that, I can explain to you why you need to have uninsured yeah. motorist coverage. That, that's easy. I can explain that all you, day. You can't explain why it's taking the carriers three days to get your address changed correctly, right? Right. You can't explain that. No, I don't do good at that. No, it doesn't make sense. We're we're, we're not a service industry. We we want to be. Or at least my agency's not. I shouldn't speak for all agents out there. There's a lot of agents that are doing phenomenal things in that aspect. Again, I guess if you had to pick, right? That's I asked this question. If you had to pick, if you're in a if you're in the service business or the education business, you know, which one are you? I just I think it's 
not as close as we think a lot of times. Um, you know, you and I are meeting up because Progressive's having this meeting for some of their agents. I, I don't, I don't know how they select them, whatever. But they're taking a picture, and it says, "I." There, you get to kind of choose your tagline. I'm the agent of technology, um, more policies, better coverage, better service, knowledge was one of the options. And I, yeah. and I think a lot of us really are agents of knowledge. We know um, more about insurance than, what, 99.5% of the population? hope so. Um, I was trying to explain that to a new hire the other day. She's like, I just don't know anything. Well, you know a lot more than most folks do. I mean, you've at least got your license and you understand what the yeah. the word comprehensive supposedly means or yeah. you understand what a coinsurance clause is in, in health insurance or whatever. That's more than we give ourselves credit for sometimes. You, one of the things that drives me nuts is the person's cousin's sister's brother's uncle who's talking at the dinner table and just like, well, you know, Nancy down the street, she got this for that and you should probably too. And that, that, I've wasted so much of my life on that conversation. Well, especially as, in health, as a health insurance agent, you know, before the Affordable Care Act, like, okay, well, Nancy's brother's sister's cousin doesn't uncle. have, uncle doesn't have high That's blood pressure. Um, or, yeah. you know, hasn't had two knee replacements or, yeah. you know, wasn't born with one kidney or whatever it might be. I mean, there's a whole different set of circumstances to it other than, yeah. you know, one of you's gender makes a difference, age makes a difference, whatever. Even now, even with the affordable care, it's, you know, well, somebody's probably making less or more money than you or lives in a different county than you. I mean, there's all sorts of things that still even, there are not many families that are above the, the subsidy line where they're making, you know, $100,000, $150,000 that aren't in a position professionally to where they're not offered it through their employer. You know what I mean? It's pretty rare. A few small business owners. Um, yeah, I mean, if but, it, but, the but business, they truly now, I mean, group, the, group makes more sense for them. Now. Depends, uh, yeah, most of the time. Uh, but I mean, my point is, is that it's just that, it's just understanding the market and the fact that like that's your home run client, but there's not that many out there. Well, and that customer, you know, what, what let's call it four, four family members, $150,000 a year. In North Carolina, if they're my anywhere in our age range, I don't know exactly how old you are, but just 34, Christopher. 30 what? 34. Man, you're way younger than me, Joey. I just turned 40. Did you? Um, but still, that's uh, in North Carolina. That's thousand dollars to fifteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah. I don't care if you make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year or not. That's it's still an money. expensive bill. You don't want to pay. Yeah. So you get a lot of kickback or. Yeah. You know, they choose to carry a different plan or they choose to carry nothing dangerous in my mind, but that's the yeah. decision they make. I mean, because usually once they get up into the 200, if they're making 200,000 personal income, they own a business, that business usually is big enough to have a plan, you yeah. know? It's when the business owner's making the 50 to 80,000 that's, you know, they don't have enough money in the business to support a plan, so, you know, and their subsidy range. So that's the decision they make. But yeah. Well, and I think a bunch of a bunch of your listeners, whether we're talking about health insurance or life insurance or personal lines or commercial, I think that's probably one of the big mistakes that I've made as a as an agency owner 
is we have too many markets. Yeah. It's hard to know all of those, um, all those sweet spots, if you will, all the layups of that guy right there. He's a XYZ company customer. But then it comes back to the people, though. Like if you if you're kind of you kind of have, but I bet you that because of your I don't like to tell people no. That's kind of where you find yourself getting a couple more companies because so and so, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, okay. Um, I'll pick a national carrier. Liberty Mutual says they'd like to have a conversation with us. Progressive says they'd like to have a conversation with us. Do we get appointed with them? Well, we lose to Progressive sometimes. I. We lose the Liberty Mutual sometimes. I hate to lose, so yeah. you know, a lot of agency owners are competitive dudes, competitive ladies, um, and they don't like to lose. So if they're going to lose, yeah. they. So I mean, I think like people like ask Kodiak with like their market appetite. That's more on the commercial side of things. I think that might be interesting. I also think just from a comparative rating standpoint, just having every number show up. It's so like when you're quoting, yeah, you might not be appointed, but man, for six months, like Liberty Mutual is you can see killing it. it. Yeah. It's like, wow, boy, I better do something about this. I uh, keep quoting, especially on the commercial side, and they're not there yet, right? Yeah. I mean, on the right. personal line side, you, if you know the right people or if you have the right relationships, you have the right friendships, there's different ways to get a better idea of, all right, this personal lines company is killing it on homeowners yeah. and whatever county. But on the commercial side, if you keep quoting garage uh, risk or you keep quoting non-franchise auto dealers or whatever it might be, yeah. in our area there's a lot of manufacturing. If you keep quoting those and you're losing but you saw that other rate, that'd be pretty dang cool. Um, right. How far away are we from that? I mean, it feels like, I don't know, it feels like that's something that shouldn't be. Like in health insurance, like there's a couple of companies that I don't have that they don't work with agent, independent agents, but I still see the price. Well, on the life side, I mean, every FMO see, yeah, in the yeah. world has a raider. Yeah. Every good FMO has yeah. a raider, so you can see, okay, well, I'm not appointed with Genworth or Banner or yeah. AIG, whoever it might be. Hmm, looks like I might should be, or looks yeah. like I might should have some conversations, or I, I better figure out the difference in the the endorsements or the coverages or whatever. To sell against it. Yeah. Um, but in the commercial, I don't think we have a mechanism for that. Yeah. Not yet. There's some good work comp raters out there that I've heard about, but I've not used. Or, or there's some work comp raters out there. How good they are, I don't know. I have not. My buddy Justin uh, Fowler, Ninja Raider is the one, I think. California, right? Yeah. yeah, I heard that podcast. Justin sounded like he knew what he had going on there. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I've never used it, obviously, but... I know that I know that's one that exists. I don't know what they all are. I don't. I don't do. I've never done workers' comp. But then you get into the conversation of why does price matter so much to you? I don't know. It matter to the people. To the agent that's making the decision oh. of getting more appointments. Uh, why do you need a yeah. rater to tell you? Um, so I don't. So I think it's a. I've always. It's, it's more value, right? It's if there's a better value. Substan you know, like, I'm not, again, health insurance, I'm not worried about $20, you know? I'm not worried about 15. I'm worried about 150, you know? 50 is maybe where I start to pay attention. You know, I think it's based on value. It's like, listen, if it's worth, you know, I don't, personally, I would not, it's not worth it to me to mess with that company for X amount of dollars a month, right. you know? I think, 
Here's what kind of service you're going to get right, if you yeah. take that lower price. Right. Yeah, it's not just about price. Oh, you got to change your doctor. They don't. Right. Your pediatrician is. Yeah. Doctor.